Hi, welcome to episode 20 of the Whatnots Reactor Core. This is a show where we talk about hot new pieces of entertainment, blockbuster films, streaming shows you can watch all in one wild weekend. <laughs> exactly. This all, all, all sorts of spoiler cast worthy stuff. We spoil the things. Yes, Kyle insists on the word spoiler cast. That is Kyle Springer, and I am Melissa Wilkinson. Welcome to the program. Hello, hello. Melissa. Yes. How how, how is your, your week been? We're recording this on a Tuesday night. It's been okay. Uh work isn't crazy. I've worked so far. only slightly more than eight hours every day. Some days I work ten. Oof. Not so far this week. Oof. Man. Uh, I I am back at work. It's uh, I I t- took some time off this p- past week, so it's a full week of work. But it's been slow. I am cruising through season three of Lucifer. Uh, wow! So I've been enjoying myself recently. Chugging along. Indeed. Indeed. Uh, also, it's the first time that I've had caffeine in about a month. Or so, so I'm here with a for bottle this? of Coca-Cola. Yeah, for this. Just for you, Melissa. <laughs> so I'll be on my best behavior. <laughs> how how big is this bottle of Coke? Is this a conventional size, or is this like the Polly Pocket size? It's a conventional size, like a 20-ounce okay. thing. All right. Is this Panda the one Express. that has your, like, your name on the side? Mm, unfortunately, no. I'm not supposed <laughs> to share this with anyone. <laughs> for only your for mouth only. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Uh, what are we here to t- talk about this week? We are here to talk about season two of The Umbrella Academy, the Netflix original superhero family dramedy i suppose Mm -hmm. we covered season one of this on the review show on episode 50 that is Is correct correct? yeah yeah we're kind of in a unique position to cover season two it wasn't even something i was really thinking about and then you were like hey do you want to do a reactor core on season two and i was like yes we have already covered season one interesting let's do it yeah that sounds good. You know, frankly, <laughs> I don't think there's any force out there to stop us for only covering a later season of a thing both of us already have watched. <laughs> We're going to talk about it anyway. Why not hit press that record button? Exactly. Exactly. Um, but yeah, so if, if, if you guys are looking for some more Umbrella Academy coverage, uh, we did cover season one, as Melissa just said. Uh, I, I do want to bring something to people's attention if you went back and listened to that and you are now here on our season two coverage melissa i think our coverage of season one is the episode that i made myself look like a complete oh right yeah on on the show like the biggest just dumbass um (laughs) where where I had said, you know, I like that guy Klaus. His actor really reminds me of the actor from the show Misfits. They they just look similar. They act similar. <laughs> all of that stuff. And I didn't put it together that they were the exact same actor. 
and I, I figured that that out like that next week. And I, I think so, so, someone eventually like commented on our YouTube st- st- our, our, our YouTube video and was like, "Cause they're the same person, you dumbass." <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "I know, I know, I did this to t- myself." <laughs> so there, bit of a mm-hmm. correction. Okay, <laughs> thank you for informing the people. Exactly. <laughs> um. Well, yeah, so let's let's do kind of what we typically do here on the show. We'll do our general th- thoughts and stuff. Uh, and then once we get into spoilers, uh, we can do our kind of recap-ish. I-, I have some notes. I don't have all of them. I didn't have enough oh, t- right. time to oh. get that stuff. But we'll we'll use our <laughs> notes, our like re- 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 recap notes as j- j- jumping off p- points for a more spoiler-filled discussion yeah i didn't i didn't write anything down that's all good i came prepared <laughs> um so yeah I, I i guess general synopsis of season two is that this picks off right where season one left off uh they are time traveling away from one from one apocalypse and they have landed right in the midst mm. of another uh, and they then get sent back in time, or at, at, at least five does, and he has ten d- d- days to stop this new apocalypse, uh, but this is all also happening in 1963, right before the JFK assassination. Um, yeah, that uh, vortex at the end of season one dropped him into a time hole, and they all fell into Dallas in the early 1960s. Not all of them arrived at the same time. So they're all, now it is 1963, all of them are there, but they don't know that the others are also out there somewhere in the city. Exactly. Yeah, they're they're all kind of scattered. Uh, mm. And basically they have to get the band back together and stop the apocalypse. That yep. is what season two is about. Um yeah, I, I, there's not really much more I, I think I would add to that in terms of a s- synopsis unless you have something else that you might want to throw in there. Oh, we meet a lot of cool new characters this season. Indeed. I like how they expanded the cast. I'll tell you, I'll tell you that much. Indeed. I think one of the weirdest characters is there's a guy with a fishbowl for a head and there's a fish in there, like a talking fish kind of. Who's- was he in season one? I he may have been mentioned, or we saw him briefly. I don't remember him from season okay. one. Um, but yeah, some 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 good new characters. Um, they are setting up things for season three, so I will say yeah. that, that they're they're there. This is not the a- 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 end of the show. It will keep going after this. I'm assuming. I, I don't think I've heard if they got uh, greenlit for season three, but they sure did set things up. <laughs> it would be three. awful if it just stopped here. I, I mean, hey, with with the way Netflix d- does the things, you never know. You never know. Uh, but yeah, general thoughts. What did you think? I liked it. 
I think the mood of this show improved a lot from season one. I agree. Season one is, I mean, the the kicker of the whole thing, the starting point is that their dad has died. So the entire family reconvenes for a funeral and they're all estranged. They haven't yeah. seen each other in forever. It's a very angsty season. And because they've already been through all of that, when we pick everybody up here in season two, and because they were separated at the beginning and they all have to find each other after believing they're alone in early 1960s Dallas, the bond between all the siblings is much stronger in this season. Yeah. And the whole show feels uh, warmer. Like, it's got its dark points. And I'd say the individual dark points are more brutal than what we saw in season one but the highs are also so much higher yes indeed indeed um i i enjoyed this a lot as well i think my problem with season one the main thing i went back and listened to our our own podcast just to be like what did i think um <laughs> And my main problem with season one was the pacing, and I, I mm-hmm. kind of remember that, how it uh, it, it felt like it, it was kind of stop and go. It, it, it would ramp up, and things would be revealed really fast, and then it would stop, and it would almost not move and do anything for a bit. Um, and it was just that back and forth and back and forth. Um, so I, I felt like there was a little bit of whiplash in season one. I think that was... For the most part, resolved. I think the pacing is much, much Im- improved uh, in season two. It never really slows d- 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 down. I think mm-hmm. the, sh- the strength of season two is the characters. Yeah. And just like by this point, we're just so in love with them. Just yes! spending just spending time with them is great, no matter what they're up to. Um, so it's it's a delight to watch but i think my problem with season two is also in a strange way the pacing mm. of 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 this i like everything that happened though i felt nothing of importance really happened until episode <laughs> eight and beyond it was it, it was not because and see that's the thing i don't want to say it was slower because it uh-huh. was not slow right but it, it was just like Nothing is working, nothing is happening, nothing is blah, blah, blah. And then it all kind of finally comes together at the end, which is, I guess, typical of the Umbrella Academy from what we know. So it it works, but I think it kind of left me being like, okay, when is something kind of real important going to happen here? And And then it finally did. So I was like, ah, okay, good. Here we go. No, I, I understand what you're saying. Yeah, there's certain uh, checkpoints. Mm-hmm. There's certain things they are trying to accomplish throughout the beginning of the season that seem like they don't have much payoff. It's like they're trying to get somewhere and either yeah. they don't get there and it doesn't feel like they've lost that much or they do get there and the the story doesn't feel much different. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. But uh, like I said, the characters are just mm-hmm. so fantastic that it's just like i don't care like this could have been a yeah. 20 a 20 <laughs> episode season and nothing could have happened for the first se- <laughs> 17 and i would have been like this is great i love this yeah and i think the show has learned to find a lot of joy in its characters 
struggling to do things, not in a mean-spirited way, like you're watching them fail, but just like <laughs> it's letting itself yeah. have these scenes of the characters trying to solve a problem and kind of bumbling their way through it. Like, for example, there's uh, a scene where <laughs> somebody has written a sinister message to the Academy <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> in a foreign language and they don't recognize it's Luther and Diego and they don't recognize that it's in another language. They think it's a name they don't know, but they look it up in the phone book and they find somebody with that name. Just just like <laughs> one they, letter off and they're like, oh, it must right. be her. Yeah, yeah. This must this person must be a clue. This must be a calling card of whoever's taunting us. Yeah. So they call this lady up. Diego's like, I'm going to find you. I'm going to hunt you. I'm going to kill you. And then five <laughs> comes in and he's like, guys, that's Swedish for eye for an eye. Somebody's coming after us because we went after them. And then we're like, Okay, um sorry to bother you, ma'am. <laughs> yeah, it's it's wonderful. They're 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 just complete idiots. Yes. Uh, and yes. and and it, it works out to uh to the audience's delight. I I think the the main antagonist of of this entire show is the fact that they are such a dysfunctional family. Right. So yeah. Good stuff. Highly recommend mm. season two if, if if you have not checked it out yet. Uh, but that said, I I think that that should do it. Let's let's get into some housekeeping and then we will yeah. dive right into spoilers and start breaking everything down. Uh, so if you did not know, we have multiple podcasts here at the Whatnots. Uh, you guys can find out more information on our website, thewhatnots.com. Uh, or your favorite podcasting platform of choice. Just type in the whatnots and all of our shows will pop up right there. Uh, Melissa, speaking of the reactor core, the show that we're here on right now, uh, we have been putting up a series of Patreon exclusive uh, reactor core uh, shows in which you and I are reacting to movie trailers from different decades. Um, mm. and, uh, I, I believe our, our third one just came out. It's on our website for Patreon supporters at the $3 tier. So if you like what we do, patreon.com slash the whatnots is where you can support us for as little as a dollar a month. But like I said, you can get all of that exclusive content at the $3 tier. Those, those mm -hmm. reactor core ones were a lot of fun. Yeah. We talk about a lot of different things. Everything from Inception to Little Nicky. <laughs> God, I keep forgetting about Little Nicky. And then <laughs> we keep mentioning him on all of our shows. <laughs> it is notable how forgettable it is. Yeah, it is. Um, yeah, so that's, that is a lot of fun. Uh, we highly recommend you guys go, go, go going to check that out if you have not yet. Uh, and last but not least... A big shout out to our Patreon supporters at our $5 tier. So thank you, Sam, for helping us out, for helping us keep the mics on. We appreciate the support so much. Thank you. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Okay, that wraps us up for housekeeping. So in post-production, I will put on our spoiler graphic. <laughs> Go, okay. I think that should do it. That gives us enough time. Um, spoilers. Okay, spoiler territory. Melissa, 
Mm-hmm. This was so much fun. This this was a good. This was a of lot TV. of fun. Yeah, I'm 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 <laughs> looking back on it, and I'm just like, yeah, I I enjoyed this so much. This is a lot. Yeah, in a lot of good stuff. In comparison, it makes season one look really dreary. It does, and I think they. It has to do with the places the characters are at in their journeys. Like this version, season two of Vanya, even though she's dealing with, uh, she's lost her memory. She's been in this accident. She's trying to figure out who she is. She falls in love with this farm wife. She wants to leave and love this farm mm-hmm. wife. Live, laugh, it's love. It's still got, right. it's still got <laughs> sad elements to it, but it feels better than just the, downtroddenness of season yeah. one Vanya where she's just in like a haze of medication and that manipulative boyfriend she it has. It really feels like they found their formula of of just yeah. like, by golly we've got it! Here it is! This is what we do! <laughs> I, 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 yeah, worked. they tightened up a lot of the characters. Like I remember one thing that kind of bugged me about season one was that uh, I like Diego well enough, but he felt too normal compared to the rest of the sure. cast. Sure, yeah, that makes sense. Well, I mean, he he like he had his almost daredevil Batman like persona, right. but yeah, he he was kind of the one that didn't really have problems per se. I mean, I suppose he did, but oh, like the problems just felt like more of a typical. Super, okay. like you said, makes sense. superhero vigilante crime drama kind of yeah. show. Like he felt like he was coming from a different program <laughs> and then got added into this show. But like he's quirkier this season. He vibes with the rest of the family. I love his hair. I agree with Klaus. I love the moment where they think they're going to die. And Klaus is like, Diego, I have something to tell you. With the long hair, you look like Antonio Banderas. <laughs> I just needed you to know that. <laughs> Good stuff. <laughs> and Luther, I think they brightened up too. Like Luther's kind of a he's maybe the most he's not, brooding yeah, he's not out so of mopey. season one. Yeah, yeah. Like they traded out Mopey for Dopey. <laughs> like <laughs> him and Diego. And a lot of the characters, basically everybody but five is like kind of a buffoon to varying yeah. levels. Even the ones that are like normal person smart, like Allison still don't know how to deal with all of these sci-fi yep. problems. It's like it learns to have a lot of fun with their shortcomings and sort of improve everybody's attitudes. Indeed. Well, let's see. Let's uh let's start digging into the plot here. Uh, kind of mentioned where it it picks up right where season one left off. We see like a a very very brief montage. They jump in that portal right, right as the apocalypse is happening. Uh, but unfortunately, mm. this scatters the Umbrella Academy uh, across a couple years uh, from 1960 to 1963 in Dallas, and five arrives on November 25th, 1963, right as a brand new apocalypse is happening. But suddenly, Hazel yeah shows up. Uh, he's a character from season one, if you don't remember, um, and and he's all like. Come with me if you want to live. Uh, not not in that accent, but uh, <laughs> yeah, I have an apocalypse beard now. I'm here to give you some exposition, yeah. and then I will yeah. die. Uh, so he ends up 
saving five and being like, hey, you're the one who can fix this. Uh, they go back in time 10 days uh, and then slips so something into five's pocket and sends him into one more portal uh, right as these three blonde haired men with guns show up and turn <laughs> Hazel into Swiss cheese. Uh, what did you think of that like opening scene with the like out of the frying pan into the fire hold? The whole, whole <laughs> I think the show approached it well. Like it doesn't feel like like the show knows we're repeating ourselves. Mm -hmm. The characters are like, oh, we have to do an apocalypse again. <laughs> like it's not a cheap move. It feels like it's part of this grand joke they're playing on the characters that it's just a never ending yeah. cycle of like apocalypses. And we're going to shove you into a different timeline where you think you can solve it. Nope. There's a different apocalypse. Yeah, exactly. I, I, I liked it a mm. lot because it, it, it starts out with a bang, right? Like it starts out with this high energy, like, Oh, look at us. We're all badasses. Here's Vanya using her powers. Here's, Diego mm. doing some like spinning kickflip thing, you know. Allison's wearing a cape, yeah. like a capelet. Ben is is she there looks good. with his hentai tentacles and stuff like that. Uh, it, it's it's fantastic. It's just, it like it, it's a great scene. It's just like yes, this is their Avengers moment, right? Where they all yeah. le leap on screen at the same time, uh, and then it's like okay. Let's stop that. We don't want that to happen. <laughs> um, so yeah, so now Five is in D -D 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 Dallas in 1963. Uh, he is looking for all of his siblings. Uh, they are all scattered. We know D Diego is in a, men a mental as asylum. Uh, Vanya is on a farm li living a quiet life. She has no memories of who she was for mm. From about a month ago, um, Klaus mm. and Ben have uh, been road tripping all around the world, uh, and they have started a cult. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Allison seems to be doing well. She's married to someone named Raymond Chestnut, uh, and they are mm -hmm. organizing civil rights protests, and Luther finds himself as hired muscle for Jack Ruby. Mm. So we, we know things are going to get mixed up with the JFK ass assassination just with that. Uh, we also know the handler who we, we saw mm. die in season one uh, is not actually dead. Apparently she yeah. had a metal plate in her head and that stopped her from mm. dying. So she is alive again. She uh, wakes up, I, I guess, from her coma to f find that she has been demoted within the commission. She is no longer the mm -hmm. handler in air quotes. She still has that nickname just because that's what we know her as. But that's yeah. not really her position anymore. Uh, and she does not like that. And that's when we meet AJ, this this new like fish tanked dude. So he he's mm -hmm. he's there. He's he's uh or at, at least I think he's new because I I don't remember him from season one. Right, like there's so much that happens in season one. There may or may not have been 
a fish bowl on top of some sort of robot body. Yeah. Like it would have just blended right yeah. in. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I guess the, the, the first kind of big plot point thing that I want to mention is this film. This this thing that mm-hmm. Hazel slipped into Five's pocket as he saved him. Uh, they developed this film, and it is footage of the JFK assassination. And, of course, on the footage, they see their father on the grassy knoll with an umbrella. And they're just like, oh, God, it's our father. He's mixed up in this. hes I'm sure he's the one that somehow is mixed up in the assassination. He started the apocalypse. Mm. We need to stop our father. Um, I... I like this set piece of them trying to stop the JFK assassination. I think it's an interesting choice for the setting and the immediate circumstances that they're put in. And I like that they pulled from real history Uh during that event. There was footage of this man standing, holding an umbrella in the audience. And people were like, who's this guy? It's a sunny day. Why is he holding an umbrella out? Who is he? Is this like when he opens an umbrella, is that like a signal to an assassin? And then they eventually like track the guy down and like him opening an umbrella as soon as the president passes him is like some sort of metaphorical protest. I forget exactly what it is, but he's like, yeah, the the umbrella was supposed to represent this thing. I was upset at the president. I wanted a you know, a quiet way to protest him and show him that. So I popped open my umbrella because I knew he would know what that meant. That'll show him. So it's a real, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a real odd thing Interesting. from the history of this important I, event. I, like kind of a side note. Like I don't think I heard about Umbrella Man uh, until a couple years ago. I don't think I knew I like that they took him. that. Yeah, they took that. They ran with it. They're like, let's build a story around this. I mean, we've got umbrellas already. Here's here's something kind of jumping ahead that I think is really Uh supposedly back in season one. We know that five has time traveled to 1963 previously and was mixed up in the JFK Mm. assassination, and that's when we see him in the portal. Uh, at in season one at at the start, uh, and they try and pull him in, and the thing goes wrong, and that's how he gets stuck in the body of like a thirteen year old or however old he's supposed to be. So we like we Mm. know he's been there before supposedly. I don't necessarily remember that detail in season one, but I was yeah reading a recap thing and they had said that that is something that that we knew in season one so this is kind of something they've been thinking about and playing with for a long time and i love that Mm -hmm. Like, like yeah you know me i'm a big time travel fan so when stuff like mm. that finally comes together, it's just like, ah, oh, chef's kiss. Mwah. This is great. <laughs> yeah. I love it. My favorite callback, it's from my favorite joke in season one where that portal opens mm-hmm. up and they don't know what to do about the portal yep. and Klaus gets the, the fire extinguisher, but it won't shoot. So instead he just hurls it into <laughs> the portal and it shows up again. Like it comes out of the portal that five enters and it clonks Luther <laughs> right. on the head and he's out for a couple minutes. 
It's so great. Yeah, I I I totally <laughs> forgot about that moment in season one and listening back to our our podcast. You had mentioned that that was like your favorite thing of season one, yes. and I was just like, and that's the thing that hits Luther. That's great. I yeah. love it. <laughs> it's wonderful, wonderful stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, that that is like their 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 first step in trying to stop the apocalypse. Is like, hmm, looks like Father is a, is around in 1963, and he's mixed up in this assassination. Uh, so. Five and Diego, who they have recently, uh, who recently escaped from the local insane asylum, uh, along with a new character named Lila. Mm-hmm. Um, they they are kind of figuring out what to do, and Five and Diego are like, "Hey, let's go investigate Dad's company. We know he has an umbrella company that is kind of a front for whatever he does." Um, and so they go investigate. They they do some old fashioned Scooby Doo. Let's split up, gang. Uh, and five runs into young Pogo, young young oh, monkey. teenage monkey. Yeah, um, or mm-hmm. young child monkey. Uh, yeah, I don't know how a monkey ages. Yeah, who knows? Uh, and Diego ends up running into their father. Uh, he ends up sparring with him and gets stabbed. Uh, looks like he's about to kick the bucket. But uh, let's see here. Later, we know that Lila saved Diego because she followed them. Um, she opens up about her parents being murdered. Uh, and that same night, we know that Lila also slips out to go visit her mom you're like wait a minute her parents were just murdered how can she go visit her mom well her adopted mom is the handler uh so we know that lila is kind of a double agent she's not who she says she is here, so mm-hmm. but she does genuinely really like diego yeah, yeah it, it, it is I... kind of one of those classic like well you're my assignment but the feelings were real right <laughs> We had had something special. Yeah, I want to say I loved all the new love interests this Mm -hmm. season and all the other new characters who are not love interests. Nobody had a crush on Elliot, but Elliot was still great. Yeah, (laughs) Just making tuna suspended in jello (laughs) for the family to eat. Good stuff. Good stuff. Mm -hmm. Uh, Did did, did you want to mention anything else about lila right now or should uh, we wait till we uh, get into more of her stuff down the road oh we can get to her later cool. there's a lot there's a lot to cover oh how we're gonna there, there's there's uh, a lot thoroughly discuss 10 episodes in there this. is a lot i'm i'm trying to gloss over as much as i can here yeah um, we gotta get glossy so let's see blah 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 Allison's doing some sit-in protests. Vanya runs into the Swedes. Uh, she accidentally uses her powers. She doesn't know what's happening. Uh, that's when Five finds her and tries to uh, get her memories back and be like, okay, so it turns out you're my sister. We're from the future. Uh, <laughs> we avoided one apocalypse. Another one is about mm. to happen in 10 d- 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 days. We need your help. Um and 
stuff like that. So let's see. We where am I in my notes here? Um, yeah. So that's kind of about that. The next thing we find out, I guess, is some more information about Lila. We see a flash forward to 1993, uh, in which Lila's parents mm. are gunned down by someone. We don't see who it is. Uh, and the handler is also there on the scene. And she ends up finding a young child version of Lila in her Harry Potter closet. And she takes her and she's like, it's everything's gonna be okay uh and that's mm -hmm. when she decides to raise lila as an assassin for the commission uh so mm -hmm. that's that's kind of who she is and she is very very good at her job um she yeah. is there in 1963 to kind of keep tabs on diego by way of or or, or uh she's more so there for five but ha ha is yeah. like doing that by like maybe I can seduce Diego to get me into to this thing here, uh, so mm -hmm. that's what she's she's. I'll up marry to. into this family yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, let's see. We see Luther and Vanya meet for the first time. They have a moment in the barn. Um, <coughs> Vanya and Sissy, who is the woman that she is mating with, they have uh, a bit of a moment. Uh, as well yeah uh, looks like you yeah. have some thoughts on sissy no <laughs> no i love all like i was saying i love all the love interests i love lila i loved ray yeah i was sad that Ray's like good. ray didn't get to stick around I, it seems like we're definitely at least getting sissy and harlan yeah. back who knows D dave's fate in this timeline yeah. so happy to see dave again i liked jill for that one scene where Ben gets to borrow Klaus's body yeah. and like just have a, a fun day Rolling in the field around with in the her. dirt. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I Sissy was my favorite though. And like you can tell from this first scene, well the first thing you see is that Sissy accidentally hits Vanya with her car because Vanya's just fallen out of a portal right. and is panicked and is running out into the street. Sissy is a responsible driver. Don't let anyone tell you differently. But after that the first time you see her is um Vanya's like uh, playing with Harlan and then Sissy comes in with like a bag of groceries or something and you can tell from the look on her face that Vanya is like so happy here for yeah. once. It's the happiest we've ever seen her. She looks at Sissy and she just glows. I'm like, oh, she's got a crush on yep. this lady. I, I hope this doesn't end poorly because you look back at season one, nobody's love interest ends well. None of them. Nobody like romantically comes out on top with anything in season one. The best we get is Hazel and uh, the donut woman, Agnes. Yeah. <laughs> and in the brief scene we get with him in the first episode of season two, he's like, yeah, we, we, we got married. We had a good life. Cancer took her from her after about 20 years. So it wasn't as long as I wanted, but it was good. Yeah. I'm like, oh, this is the best season one got for anybody's relationships. So I was terrified. I'm like, Vanya needs a win. Give her a win. And like when she's being more warm and more open with Sissy, I was so scared it was like going to turn on her. So I was so delighted when Sissy's like, I'm going to kiss you. 
I'm fully committed yeah. to this. I love you. Me also. Yeah. Like, oh, thank God, a requited crush. Yeah. Good stuff. I, 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 I liked Hesse. I liked Harlan especially. Um, he he was always one of those characters that's like there's there's, there's something more to him. Like when we first saw him, mm. I knew it was gonna be like okay, they're they're gonna do something with him, but I don't know what yet. Um, which mm -hmm. of course we find out later on. But yeah, I I I liked those characters. It wasn't ju 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 just the love interest for Vanya too. Like I I I liked mm -hmm. that. It's not just like oh she has a new crush on some someone. It's she yeah. also really enjoys spending time with Harlan. And yeah, like they have a connection, right? Yeah, I I was very pleased to see her in a caretaking role as well like helping out Indeed. this little boy and like making a real friend for the first time in a while yeah good stuff uh so let's see skipping ahead a bit five and diego try to confront uh their father for the first time at uh this party however diego sees their mom question mark yes uh mom yeah, they see Grace, uh, he tries to go talk with her. Uh, apparently, she's on a date with her, their father, but it doesn't look like mm -hmm. they are really, like, they're not married yet. We also know that from season yeah, one, their mom is a robot, of... so we don't know if she is a yeah. robot now or not, or if something happens no. to her later, or... Yeah. Oh, well, the know. vibe I got was she's a human woman now, and she's a robot, or somebody, she either becomes a robot, she's fully cyborgized. Or she Although dies that or robot something. we see doesn't look, yeah, that robot we see doesn't really look biological in any form. Yeah. yeah. Who, know, who knows? Or she dies, and Reginald Hargreaves is like, I'm going to make the children a robot mom uh, in Grace's image. Yeah. And it also seems like they're, like, she's like his date to this party. And they're partners, but it doesn't seem not a romantic date. Super yeah. romantic, yeah, yeah. It seems more like they're just business partners and just companions to each other. Like they don't hold hands or anything. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, Five is spying on uh, their father, and they they he he sees the majestic tw twelve, which we don't get much information on in this show. We get a little bit yeah. of just like these guys are like. The 1% of the 1%, like, kind of running things in secret. Well, I don't know if it's... They're, like, shady government agents. Sure. They're not, like, rogue billionaires. Well, like, right, they're yeah, guys sure. in suits who are kind of there to do a job. Good point. Good point. Which, yeah, which is also part of the kind of early 1960s JFK conspiracy window dressing mm -hmm. that this whole season has. Uh, so here we are on episode five, which starts out with the origin of Pogo uh, and how he mm -hmm. was just a normal old chimp. They were kind of teaching him some uh, some simple t tasks and stuff, and he ends up being real smart. And so they send him out in the atmosphere because by golly, let's get him to the moon. Uh, but mm -hmm. that doesn't work out well. 
Pogo's ship crashes, and the only way to save him is with uh, this strange red syringe, this red mm. liquid, which is, I believe, the, the same color stuff that they that the that their father saved uh, Luther and Allison with when when they were kids. What I was wondering is so. <laughs> Luther gets injured. Their dad's like, I don't know how else to fix this except to inject monkey blood in you. <laughs> and I wondered if it was the opposite problem That's now. What I'm like this guessing. Yeah. This monkey needs blood. We only have human blood. So it's just this cycle, this blending of man and monkey. Yeah. <laughs> um so yeah, and so that's kind of what gives Pogo his ability to speak and Stuff like that. So there you go. Uh, but short, 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 shortly after that is when we get the first uh, full family meeting. Uh, all of the mm -hmm. brothers and sisters kind of converge, and Klaus is like, "Hey, did we all get sexier? Yeah." yeah. <laughs> uh, There's a bit later in the season where they're trying to. They're trying to stop Vanya from blowing up the FBI building. And like, Allison can't do it, and Diego can't do it. And Klaus is like, I'm not good for this. All I am is sexy trash. Yeah. <laughs> so great. Like, I, I love Klaus's character. I do think mm. maybe, maybe in this season it was a little too much. I think. Maybe. Like, he, like, well, no. Like, I. Again, like I, I enjoyed it all, but it, 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 it was mm. just like if everyone else is sitting at like a nine, he's sitting at a ten, <laughs> and and not he's not very not heightened, how but hot I... they are, but just like how like bombastic <laughs> of these characters, right? Yeah, but I think it's also clear that that is his coping mechanism. Mm -hmm. He's kind of actively. Yeah, uh, he's actively sexy trash. <laughs> this is sexy trash. This is anti truck. Like I'm too sexy for my shirt. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. He's barely wearing a shirt. <laughs> if it is a shirt, it's only like three buttons are buttoned. <laughs> exactly. Uh, I love that his final act. Not to skip ahead too much, but to this final act before they go back in the portal to 2019, everybody's ready. They're all standing around the briefcase holding hands, and Klaus is like, wait a second. And then he goes and gets a cowboy hat <laughs> yeah. off of Sissy's porch. Yeah. Good stuff. So season three is just the season where Klaus is a cowboy hat. Yep. yep. This is also kind of around the time that Five figures out uh, that Lila is the handler's adopted daughter. Uh, and... Mm. He ends up working out a deal with the handler that if Five uh, locates and kills the commission's board of directors, that uh, the handler will give them one of those time-traveling briefcases to send them back to 2019 in the time that they should be. And so he takes them up on that deal, and we know that Five goes out and kills them all, gets the briefcase... And then the like sh the string that is attached to this is they it, it's only gonna work for ninety more minutes. So you have ninety minutes yeah. to gather everyone who's still out there scattered doing their own thing. Mm -hmm. And if you get everyone there in ninety minutes, you can get them back 
safely. And I think that goes through like episode eight where they are still like trying to get mm. everyone back together. No. It ends with the back streets back. Yeah, that's the, <laughs> which I was trying to tell you about the other week. I was using that as like a checkpoint. Mm-hmm. Like, have you gotten to the Backstreet Boys song? Which Chad is Kyle? in episode eight, I believe. That's not episode eight. It, that's it, earlier it, than it, that. If it's earlier, then it's episode seven. But it's it's Maybe. right there. Um. Yeah. So I mean, they they try to get everyone back, and that is just not working out. Uh, let's see, Vanya tries escaping with Sissy and Harlan, because they, they have their own little love affair stuff, but they get stopped by the cops, uh, and eventually given over to the FBI, because too many people have seen her using her powers, and they're like, ah, he must be a KGB spy with a name like Vanya. Right, I, I appreciated that touch. Mm -hmm. That's something they stopped and thought about. Like, okay, season one, it's like we've got these kids from all these different uh, moms all across the world. They've got a variety of cultural names. You send it back to 1963. Yes, they are going to be suspicious of the one named Vanya. Mm -hmm. Indeed, yeah. Uh, So let's see. Meanwhile, Allison is using her powers uh, against one of the Swedes. All of that stuff. They're they're still out there terrorizing them. This is when we get that the Backstreet Boys song because this is the moment that Ben is uh, possessing Klaus's body to have some time with Jill, mm. but they need to go back because they only have ninety minutes to get there. It's it's just chaos. The whole thing is chaos. <laughs> yeah, this I. It's a neat conceit for an episode or two. Like, we have to collect everybody from around the city. It's 1963. We can't just call anybody. We can't text them. We have, to get in our, we have to get in our station wagons, drive around, and go find yeah. them. And then get everybody back here in this time limit. Like, it's great for an episode, but I think this is kind of what you were saying at the beginning of the episode, that it... they're really striving for this thing and after it falls through like the narrative doesn't feel very different yeah it's it's one of those things that yeah like after it all falls through they're on episode seven or 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 eight and it's like well they still can't even get the band back to together to do a thing they still don't know what causes the apocalypse or stuff like that yet so it's just like they haven't really done anything at the end of the day. But hmm. I've still really, really enjoyed my time. Right? Yeah. And I liked seeing what everybody needed to do under that time crunch. Like the Swedes killed Elliot. Mm-hmm. That was that eye for an eye deal. Olga for Olga or something, right? Yeah. It's some woman named Olga for Olga. Look her up in the phone book. <laughs> Here, here she Julie, is. I love that Olga for Olga. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna come near your house. We're gonna murder. <laughs> it, it's it's almost like that I... scene in in Taken where he he's like, I have a very specific skill set. I will hunt you down and I will find you. <laughs> I love that 
you know, they've got like an hour or something left by the time uh, Klaus gets back to Elliot's apartment that everybody's using as a home base. He's like, okay, everybody go out, get the rest of the siblings. We have to meet in this alley. And Diego's like, hold on, I've got something I need to do first. And you think he might be going to try and find Lila or something like that because he doesn't know yet. Mm-hmm. She's been working for the commission the whole time. No, what he has to go do is bury Elliot's body. Yeah. I thought that was a great touch. <laughs> I was really touched by yeah. that. That was sweet. And unfortunately, Lila comes and like kidnaps him before he finishes. So I don't know if Elliot's body is just half lying in a ditch somewhere on the outskirts of Dallas. Who knows? Who knows? He deserves better. Yeah, um, yeah he, he was a good character that I enjoy, enjoyed, but he is like the unfortunate collateral of, of yeah. season two. Um, but yeah, so I, I really enjoyed the backstreet scene. I, I loved how it started to where, uh, Klaus is trying to like disband the cult. It's not working. It doesn't happen. And then he tries just like sneaking out and just being like, what if I just leave and disappear? And Mm -hmm. there's that one guy that catches him and he's just like, give us like your last words of wisdom. And this whole cult (laughs) is centered around song lyrics that he remembers and knows. Right. The name, the name of the cult is destiny's children. Yeah. Yeah. And so he just starts quoting lines from this backstreet Bowie's song. And then the actual song comes in and it's this great montage of all of this stuff happening. All of the characters just running around trying to get back to this one point. And I think that scene is maybe the show at its best of like, this is what the Umbrella Academy really is all about. Just how dysfunctional this family is and, and just how... Just the stupid situations that they found themselves in. Because <laughs> I want to talk about. Like, mm? No, go ahead. Last finish. thing I, I, I was going to say is just like the just like Klaus alone. The fact that he's trying to disband this cult and it's not working, and yet Ben is possessing Klaus's body, and he's like trying to like like stay in there, but. Klaus is fighting it and so they just look crazy and they're like (laughs) and it's just this like wild (laughs) he just looks like this crazy man just running around doing all sorts of stuff and immediately once he gets to the alley he just he throws up a bathtub's worth of of stuff oh my god and like we see he's throwing up Ben, yeah. like Ben's entire body. But that's like our visualization of his ghost powers. And Ben was like possessing his body. All like Luther and yeah. 5C is he just collapses on the ground and vomits and lies yeah. there. And it's just like that, 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 that scene is such a perfect snapshot of it's like, you want to mm-hmm. know what this show is about? Here, watch this one scene, and then right. you'll you'll understand everything. So it's it's good. This show is v- very good at this chaos energy. Yeah. <laughs> I want to talk about the needle drops in this okay, season because this is something season one was full mm-hmm. of, but I felt like it was a little bit more quantity over quality. Like, no individual needle drop was extremely cool to me. It was just a lot of them that were pretty cool. Mm -hmm. (laughs) 
And I wish they would have been more, uh, more deliberately chosen each time. And Ooh. season two, I think, is a little bit better at this. I was kind of hoping that when they went back in time, that they would stick to period music and we'd see what they would do out of just buddy holly songs or something like that like only stuff from 1963 and before but no it's from all all eras all over the place yeah i guess i kind of admire that they've got a theme that they're sticking with from season one and the theme is everything (laughs) like they don't put restraints on it they kind of go with anything that they want but the backstreet boys one i think was amazing that one was really well that was absolutely my favorite and I love in like the second to last episode where young five and old five are fighting each other. They completely nail it. It's it's Billy Idol's dancing with yeah. myself. Yeah. They, so they in in season two, I think what they did, because season one, I remember they just went hard all the time mm-hmm. when there's a song yeah. playing. It's a very recognizable one or it has that same type of energy i think this balances it out some where there are songs in the background that are more subdued they're more meant to be Mm. background moody pieces but one thing i noticed uh because i i had the subtitles on because i watch all my stuff with subtitles on uh and it would be like the name of this song and the artist sometimes the like joke is in the name of the song and not the oh. song itself and they they still had it like yeah like they, they still are are just like oh this is perfect because the song's name is exactly what's happening like on the screen they're like dancing with myself mm. right or it's just like yeah some creative way to be like oh that's exactly what this character is feeling or doing um but they're they're more subdued songs so when ones like the backstreet boys ones do hit it's just like oh this is a great moment yeah 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 there were some really well done ones this season and i also loved this one is actually diegetic to the scene Mm -hmm. it's when allison and klaus and vanya are hanging out in the hair salon where allison works off hours dancing scene yeah, like she turns on the radio and she's like, oh, I love this song. So that one's actually in the world of the show. It's twisting the night away, I think. And it's just the three of them dancing. And the scene goes on for like two minutes. It goes on a lot longer than I thought I would, which was delightful. Yeah. Like, I'm glad this wasn't just like kind of a a fun gag hit. It's like a whole scene that you live in. And these three characters have had it really rough have like come back together they're reconnecting and they're just having a really fun time just doing these silly coordinated dances it's full-on foot foot loose right where where Mm -hmm. or or, or, just those like 80s style movies about teenagers or young adults and they they have that like breakfast club yeah Yeah. they they, they have the like dance scene that goes on for way too long and it's just this like odd Mac and yeah, this odd montage of stuff you know is like you know they're having fun and they're dancing but maybe this is dramatized in a way that mm. this isn't actually what they're doing but maybe yeah. it is right you know so 
good stuff. It was fun. Another moment I really enjoyed this season is when Klaus gets back to town after being in San Francisco or wherever, he goes to the mansion that his cult Mm -hmm. owns, lives in, question mark, and he's just hanging out in the pool. He's like lying around on a pool floaty and Allison comes over. I forget how she even finds this place. But she goes there and she sees him in the pool. And this is the first family member that they have seen after being stuck in the 60s. Mm-hmm. And she's so excited to see him that she like kicks off her shoes and jumps into the pool to swim over With to him and hug on. him yeah. there. Yeah. Wonderful. And like those two didn't have like a particular uh, dynamic between them in season one, but I like that they didn't need one. Like they're still all siblings to each other and they're still lost in the past after narrowly escaping an apocalypse. It's hard times. And this is the first time they see something familiar. That was such a, a pure joyous moment. Yeah. yeah it's g- 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 good stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. So let's see, where does that leave us with the plot? Backstreet's back. Uh, 90 minutes, it doesn't happen. Nothing works. You, mm. So you mentioned that uh, Lila ends up kidnapping Diego and trying mm. to recruit him into the commission. <laughs> I think this uh, subplot has my favorite joke in season two, where Diego has to sit down and watch a uh, orientation training film to join the commission. Yeah. And it's this film reel that's talking about all the perks. And it's this text that flashes on screen that says, free coffee, weekly donuts. And there's a little asterisk <laughs> next to the donuts. And at the bottom, it says, fees apply. <laughs> yeah, it's wonderful. It, it's it's the perfect kind of like 60s style orientation video. That, that is like a great counterpart. To the to the Dharma Initiative stuff that we see in Lost, yeah. right? Where like the Dharma Initiative <laughs> stuff is just so creepy and mysterious, and this mm-hmm. is just so chipper and just like, well, top yes. of the morning to you. <laughs> <laughs> There's a uh, an episode of Harvey Birdman, Attorney at Law. That's just 11 minutes of the employee orientation <laughs> training film strip for the law office that Harvey Birdman works at. I love at. that you know that. I forget what the episode's called. It's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> so if you like this type of gag, there's a whole 11 minutes of quirky old film strip training film. That's wonderful. Uh, so, so yeah, Diego is being rec- recruited, but he's not really interested uh, during the middle of that video, he kind of gets up and leaves because the teacher is sound asleep. She's she's conked mm. out, uh, and he finds his way in like into this room that is like the ultimate switchboard. I forget what they call it, yeah. Um, but it is basically this like observing station where they can watch cameras and video feeds of different time periods and stuff Mm -hmm. and so he uses it to watch the assassination of jfk a day before it happens or so i i guess like an hour or so before it happens uh Mm -hmm. and he sees that it is vanya again kind of (laughs) 
Um, <laughs> Which in another, if it wasn't handled as well, this would feel like continually punching down at the character. Yeah. But I think because everybody in the cast is aware of how preposterous it is, like, oh, God, Vanya again? Now what are we going to do to stop her? Like, it's kind of silly. Yeah. All of these, this is something I really appreciated about this season. Even if the larger scope of the problem was very troubling, very tense, very dangerous, a lot of these individual steps along the way to solve the problem were like, more lighthearted, mm-hmm. more goofy, and like, like of course, I, 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 I think mm-hmm. it's also more ex- they're more accepting of her, and they're 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 not just like yeah. trying to brush her off as like oh well you were you were never really a part of uh, us because right in in this scene it's not that Vanya necessarily causes the apocalypse but it's the mm. it's JFK in his car going down the street right before he's about to get assassinated in the way we know and in the background mm. in the FBI building we see Vanya like her powers explode and that causes JFK uh-huh. to take a different route in his car so jfk is alive that messed up the timeline vanya has now exposed herself so eventually the apocalypse started because of that but it's not her necessarily being mad and being like i will blow up the moon ha ha yeah yeah like she's being tortured by these fbi agents so it's trauma from that but I, I was very grateful that the rest of the family learned their lesson. Yeah, because it's <laughs> like they also sorry not not to to, to interrupt you. Um, yeah. But it it they're yeah they're being nicer to her. It's not just how do we stop Vanya. It's how do we save her. Yes. Yeah, I think that they learn their lesson from season mm-hmm. one, and even if they don't spell it out so much, I think it was a really good choice to have all of them separated for so long landing here in the 1960s at various times because they've had to spend so much time alone and you know they don't need to say how much that's affected them how much that makes them value the rest of their siblings that much more like you can see it in all these little moments you can tell that's definitely playing into it and i love that it's ultimately ben that gets to save her Because, like, we've only ever seen Ben interact with Klaus because Ben is dead and Klaus can talk to ghosts. But, like, when Ben is in Klaus's body for a little bit before Klaus tears him out, you see him just, like, look real fondly at Diego, like, I miss talking to you. Or he can kind of leave his body and he goes inside Vanya's body and they've got, like, a very, very sweet touching moments where he kind of gives her the advice and the pep talk she needs to kind of break out of this power state that she's in and kind of get her powers under control. And he's like, well, this has taken everything that I am. So I'm going to die now, but that's okay. Like I could have died when I was 13 and I've gotten to stick around and do all the rest of this Mm -hmm. stuff. It's gravy. It's been fun. Can I have a hug? Yeah. His, his character, I think had the most heart breaking. This whole thing. Cause it's, it is one of those things that it, it, you see it very subtly. You see it kind of shoved to the background mm. of like, hey, I'm here with you all. But Klaus also doesn't tell anyone. Yeah. And 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 and, and so he like 
because there, there there's a moment that Klaus has with a- 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 Allison, and I I think she asks him if Ben is there with them for some reason, and he's like, no, g- g- ghosts c- c- can't time travel and then it it (laughs) cuts to him and he's like oh come on like i'm right here right (laughs) yeah the rest of the family they don't know any better so they take him at his word and and at the like first family reunion meeting Mm -hmm. thing when klaus is like man did we get sexier or what um there's a moment where i think he's like he's hitting or it might be in the um in the salon when when he's with vanya and Mm -hmm. Allison, when it just cuts to Ben, and he's just like, "I've missed you guys. Like, I like hanging out with yeah. you guys, even though no one knows Aww. he's there, and it, like he he's, yeah. he he can just sit there and watch them, you know. But he he mm-hmm. like no one knows he's there. He keeps getting shoved to the side, mm. and it's heartbreaking. Yeah, but Ben, he's so good." I like him. I just want to give him a, very p- good. a pat on the top of his head. Be like, you're a good boy, Ben. <laughs> <laughs> just ruffle his yeah. hair and take him out for yeah. ice cream. And we still don't know how he died. D- I wonder what that reveal is eventually didn't going to be. did kind of see that in season one? There, there was a flashback with I- like a bank robbery that went wrong. I think whatever it is happens off screen all i know is that i listened to that episode we did on season one and i said that we don't get to see how he dies and i i trust the melissa from last march i, I will too then that 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 he's a smart one um right <laughs> but uh yeah so like i like i i think ben having his moment to save vanya i think is a great Mm. great moment yeah Um, and then yeah he kind of evaporates there and that's 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 it for for ben vanya is saved Mm -hmm. um she reunites with klaus and diego and allison uh and that's kind of well that brings us into like the final two episodes ish uh I don't have any more notes written down because I didn't get to them. Uh. But uh, yeah. So what? So I'm I'm the next big thing I can think of is just the confrontation on the farm. But I'm wondering if I before yeah, this. I'm, well, I'm trying to remember if there's something before. Another one of my favorite moments this season. Fania's like, I know we are wanted criminals because they think we <laughs> had something to do with assassinating the president. Yeah. I have to go get Sissy and Harlan. I'm I'm taking off whether you guys are with me or not. And it seems like the rest of the family's like, no, kind of understandably. They're like, no, we are wanted criminals. Our faces are everywhere. We're going to stay here. Like, we don't think you should go and we're not going with you. So you see Vanya getting the station wagon outside and then, like, Klaus gets in. Oh, yeah, and that's everybody a great moment, yeah. God, Luther has to ride in the trunk. 
the, the, the whole the oh, whole card like it's 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 the thing where like one of them gets in and you're like oh like they came good good for them that there's someone else yeah. and then two more of them show up and yeah. and then five finally comes and it's like oh yeah five is with them too and he <laughs> he has to sit in the front seat cause he's, he's the, the oldest, oldest even though he looks the youngest and like Klaus does not get out of the front seat and then open the door to the back seat. He climbs over the it's, top of the It's seats. so him. It's so him. His his physical acting is outstanding. And, and then yeah, and then you think they're about to go and you completely for that split second, you completely forget mm. about Luther because it's such a touching moment. And you're like, oh, they're all there. Yeah. And then he walks up and he opens up the door. Trunk, he gets in, and the whole thing just goes dead down like a foot. <laughs> and, yeah. and he's, he's just like, I don't want to hear any fat jokes. <laughs> no. It's great. I love the big rowdy family car trip in a station. So wagon. happy this is set in yeah in a station <laughs> yeah. wagon. I'm so happy they didn't have that scene. Uh, is part of a contemporary timeline because just all of them piling into a Ford Escape <laughs> does not have the same impact. No, not at all. Not at all. Yeah. So they they do that. Um, so yeah. So they they go to the farm from there, uh, and this is kind of where the final confrontation happens. Mm-hmm. Um. One thing I don't think we've mentioned yet is that uh, at one point uh, in the story, Harlan goes missing. Mm. Um, And he knows that there's tension in the house and stuff like that. And I feel like he's he he just wants to go off and do something else. He's not trying to kill himself, but I I, he ends up at the bottom of a lake and he has drowned yeah. and Vanya finds him and she saves him but in the act of saving him unbeknownst to her she kind of transfers mm. some of her power yeah Harlan and when Vanya is in the FBI and they're torturing her it's kind of setting off her powers and because some of her powers are also in Harlan there's this like weird mm. connection there that because her powers are going off his powers are then going off and it's creating this like weird vortex storm kind of thing um out on the farm uh and apparently that is what is causing the apocalypse um Mm. how to speak so they go to try and calm harlan down Meanwhile, the handler shows up with Lila, uh, and I, th- I think it's Five and D- Diego that that go out to talk mm-hmm. to them, and it's like the start uh, 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 of a football game where they're they're like, "Okay, Captain, shake hands." Uh, <laughs> it's it's not ex- exactly that, but that's what it made me think mm. of. Um, and they're. They're all like, oh, yeah, well, who's going to stop us? You and what army? They're like, this <sighs> army. And then there's this crazy scene where she snaps her fingers and all of these commission agents are there with machine guns and briefcases. Um, and and it's, it's a pretty cool scene. 
it's just like but like mm-hmm. they, they spared no expense to to make this scene look great yeah and it's the equivalent of a bunch of other hazel and cha-chas yeah. And I liked seeing, even if those characters aren't really around this season, I did miss them. They were maybe my favorite part of season one. Uh, I'd like that the equivalent of that role is still out there. So it's just all these other field agents. And you know from season one that these are just, they're just employees. Like they just clock in, clock it's out. Steve they're there to do the job. Ac- and accounting. Right. He's there with a the machine gun. <laughs> Right, and part of the job is that they carry machine guns and murder people, but they are just like, you know, the coffee stains on their shirt. Like, oh, God, I have to go to a con. I'm missing the like, weekly donuts for this. I paid for those weekly donuts. Those free weekly donuts that I paid for. <laughs> Asterisk, yes. Yeah, so it's good. So that yeah, they they have that moment, and that's uh, kind of when the fight breaks out um and things are going crazy vanya starts using her powers D- diego and five are running to get undercover um mm-hmm. vanya eventually goes out there and she does like this big shockwave uh thing which knocks out a bunch of yeah <laughs> well that scene looked fantastic uh that was amazing um and then mm-hmm. we learn something about Lila that we probably could have figured out if we put the clues together. There was a fight scene to between some degree, her yeah. and Five where it's like, it seems like she's also kind of blinking to other locations and stuff like that. But, yeah. but like we don't see that like blue glow. And so it, it just seems like maybe she's just a ninja, right? And she's somehow... Right. Believable. Like, yeah. But her whole shtick is that she can, I guess, mimic other people's powers. Um, yeah. And and so she also floats up in the air and mimics Vanya's powers. And she does a second blast of this energy. And again, they spare no expense to make this stuff look fantastic. Because in both yeah. of those blasts, it's from, it's this like, I aerial shot and you see steve from accounting you know get knocked back steve and all of his accountants and who knows what you know (laughs) and they're they're just ragged back and i'm assuming vanya killed most of them in that first last but then when lila does hers the bodies move again and they're just ragged and i'm just like this just they animated that like i was not expecting them to go into that much detail like i was expecting to be like it's Mm -hmm. a netflix show they they kind of ran out of money (laughs) you know who knows but no it looked great (laughs) they've got money enough for all of that and every one of the handlers elaborate outfits exactly um yeah, and so then more fighting. Uh, yeah, we do see Lila getting to to use all the different people's powers. Uh, a- 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 Allison tries using her rumor powers, but uh, Lila yeah. finishes her sentence, and it works on yeah a- 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 Allison. That was a scary scene. That was in- mm-hmm. in- 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 intense. Uh, but 
it kind of culminates um, in the barn, uh, and Lila ends up being surrounded um, by all of the Umbrella Academy, and they're they're trying to calm her down and stop her and figure out a way to bring her in. And they're also trying to convince her, like, hey, do you really know who your mother is? Like, she's the handler. Like, she's not a good person. Mm-hmm. Like, she's obviously using you to do all of this stuff. And then they start to give her more examples of stuff. And she's just like, no, like, this this, this can't be true. And they're all like, but you've, you've, you've felt it, right? Like, you've, you've, you've felt it the entire time. Um, I don't know what is up with my stream deck here. It is freezing. Mm. That is not what we want. Go back to that one. Okay. Um, yeah. So like they they the handler steps in with a machine gun and basically kills. Kills most of. Of, of the Umbrella Academy right then and there. Shoots them all down. And Five uses his powers to reverse time. Yeah. Which we haven't really seen him do. We've seen him open up portals mm. to time travel. So we know he has like time travel based powers. But I, I don't think we've mm-hmm. seen him use his powers in this manner before. Yeah, it's like when Doctor Strange uses the uh Dormammu, the time stone. Here, so. <laughs> Dormammu, here. I've come yeah. to bargain. <laughs> or it's like when he he reverses the apple. The, I ate the apple and now there's a full apple here. Yeah. Like all I need to do is go back like ten seconds. Yeah, yeah. Um but he 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 does that for like the whole barn. Where he reverses mm. t- time and that gives him enough. Uh, t- time to sl- to slip to the side so that when the handler comes in, he's right there to stop her. Um, and th- that's when things are kind of cemented that the handler never really loved Lila. And in 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 fact, uh, they do the the whole thing of like actually it was five that killed uh her her that k- killed Lila's parents, but it was under mm. the handler's orders like he he didn't know what he was doing nor did he know that uh she was there at the scene in her harry potter cupboard and stuff like that so like he didn't know all of this stuff happened but it was really the handler uh and Mm -hmm. then right at that moment the last remaining swede brother steps in with one more machine gun and kills the handler for real this time we think mm. again we don't know because they did this at the end of season one where <laughs> for right. real this time for right now for the immediate future <laughs> yeah. until we hear otherwise yeah, exactly um and they kind of let the swede go he's distraught from having one of his brothers blown up and having killed one of his brothers himself uh from Allison using her powers on him so he's just like enough I'm gonna walk away and they're like that's fine with us see ya Mm -hmm. Um, and then he ends up uh, joining Klaus's cult still driving around in their multicolored van great Um, 
but yeah so then the 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 guess backing up a little bit though we, we do see a moment in the barn where the handler is confronting harlan who's still in the midst of using mm-hmm. his powers and stuff yeah. and she is 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 like hey i can take care of you like i i know what it's like to be with people like you to care for pe- pe- people like you i understand you um and whether she's kind of talking about Lila or not is not necessarily clear, but we know it's not for a great mm. purpose, right? That she's just like, yeah, I'm c- c- come with me and I will use you, but you won't know that, right? Yeah, it. I think it's uh, a neat parallel that she's also her own kind of Reginald mm-hmm. Hargraves. Yeah. She's like, let's see how many powerful children I can collect, exactly. and I like that they used finally this kind of lingering thing from like the first 10 minutes of the very first episode. I forget exactly how many children it's supposed to be. I, I think that but there was, was like that 40 something like 45. Yeah, There was that. I, I, I'm not sure. Weird supernatural event where across the world, X amount of babies were just suddenly yeah. born and Reginald Hargreaves tries to get as many as he can. And he gets seven, <laughs> but they don't tell you, what are the lives of the rest of those kids? Like, and this isn't something that the actual Umbrella Academy thinks about. Yeah, no. Like, they don't wonder if there's more of them out there. And you also wonder how much did their dad tell them? Did he say, oh, yeah, there were only seven of you? Because he probably doesn't want to admit, well, there were 50 and I could only get seven. Yeah, yeah. Like, they don't seem to wonder about the other kids in their, you know, very special generation. So I was glad to see Lila's one of them. And now this is something they're thinking about. And now she's got this incredible power where she can kind of mimic everybody else. Like, who are these other kids out there? What are their powers? But the way things wrap up with Harlan, he stays in that time period, right? Yeah, yeah. Which is an interesting thing. Like, again, this is kind of a time travel show. So this is stuff you have to think Mm -hmm. about now. So if... If they mm-hmm. do the thing where, and, and we'll we'll get more into this in just a sec, uh, but if they do the thing with where everything they did in the 1960s then erased everything they did pre- like previously, which erased the original mm-hmm. apocalypse, I know this is confusing, but if it erased that original apocalypse, that might be why the team is now finding the Sparrow Academy in there. But it could also mean that Arlen is now out in the world as an adult with superpowers out there. Arlen is president. Yeah, who knows? Um, (laughs) Also, did did Raymond Chestnut die? He, he didn't die. No, he's still so, out a, there. Again, he can be right. out there. He would be in his, like, 60s or 70s by this t- yeah, time. Yeah, all these characters are out there, and we don't know, according to this, how much they've mucked about in the timeline. Maybe Dave is still alive. Maybe Dave escaped yeah. death after all of these butterfly yeah. effects. We don't know, because, I mean, we, we know he did join the military, Mm. But maybe he got a different position. Maybe he never made yeah. it to Vietnam. Uh, you know, who mm. knows? Um, so 
there's all sorts of stuff in in ways that some of these characters could come back and affect what's going to happen in season three we don't know um but yeah so things wrap up at the farm uh since all of the commission agents are pretty much dead they have their choice of briefcases to get themselves back to 2019 <laughs> we see uh diego has a secret handshake with uh the one dude i forget his right. his name which Herb. when did they make that up i don't know right <laughs> It's so elaborate. It comes out of nowhere. You're right. Those characters interacted before. Like two but minutes. Like, un- yeah, like under duress. When do they have time to do this? Ridiculous. It's great. There's another plot point that's come up and that we haven't touched on yet, which is that we do find out their dad is an alien. Yes. Yeah, I, I was going to get to how that when we start ta- yeah, talking yeah. about uh, season three and stuff like that. Because yes. they make it back to 2019. And they they think everything is normal. It's the day or so after the original apocalypse, and obviously the apocalypse mm-hmm. didn't happen because everything is still there. Uh, and they walk in their mansion, and they're like, oh, I missed this. Let's get a drink. And the mansion seems empty, which is strange. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, then their father shows up, and they see a painting of Ben over the mantelpiece, which wasn't there before, and they're just like, this is strange. Do, do you remember, was there a painting of somebody else? What was in, was there something in that place in season I one? I don't remember. I'm assuming see, I it couldn't was either. a painting of someone else. Yeah. Maybe of their mom. Who knows? Yeah. There must have been something up yeah. there. But it is something that they is they're like, that wasn't there before. This is yeah. strange. Uh you didn't uh commission oil portraits yeah. of us. Or maybe maybe it was that there was there was just nothing there before. And they've yeah. noticed, like, why are there paintings of us here on the wall? Or at least of Ben. Um Mm. And that is when they get introduced to the Sparrow Academy, uh, led b- yeah. by emo-haired Ben, with like the bangs covering half of his face. Right, right, and it's like the same hair that he's had the whole time, just styled differently. Yeah. Instead of swoop back, it swooped yeah. forward, <laughs> which is oddly fitting, considering the Umbrella Academy is created by Gerard Way. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, like I, uh, so, all right. First big thing we need to talk about is yes, their dad is an alien. What the fuck? No, well, we suspected this already. Cause we've got that one mysterious flashback in season one where he's like talking to a woman that looks like it might've been his wife at one point. And there's like all these rockets taking off in the mm-hmm. background out the window. We, we know he's interested in rocket technology and getting to the moon. Yeah. But yeah. we don't know exactly why. It, like his, like, after two seasons, their father is still just a complete enigma. And I, right. I, like, to be honest, I think that's one of my favorite things with the show. Did, did you ever see a show called six feet uh, 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 under on hbo 
I've seen some of it. I know the premise. Yeah, so yeah. It's, a, it's about a family that runs a funeral home. Uh, and they did something in season one of that show that I loved. And I wish they did more of, but they dropped it after season one. And I was just like, ah, oh, that was the best part. So in season one, the father of that family dies. And part of their grieving process is like going through all of his belongings and stuff like that and mm. they they learn so much more about their father of just like he had his, like a secret life that we didn't know about he had like <gasps> a secret room at this bar upstairs like it was an office and he slept there some times and i liked that mystery a lot of of just yeah. like there is someone we know and love that, 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 yeah, we think we know, but it just turns out to be a complete enigma. So I like that this show is mm. keeping that up, that we still don't know shit about their father. He's an alien. Yeah. He's into rocket technology. He time travels. What is going on? And <laughs> we don't know why or what he's up to. Yeah. Yeah. Like, who the rest of these Majestic 12 are? Are they still around? Yeah. Yeah, like, I I also wonder how much of that is going to continue on as part of the narrative's mythology, or if that was just something they included for the set piece that season two takes place mm -hmm. in. And now that we're out of 1963, its time is kind of yeah. done. Um. But yeah, I mean, that starts to beg the question if we know their father was working to set up all of these mm. weird things and coincidences, Does has he created other timelines? Is the 2019 that they return to a different timeline? Because mm -hmm. it looks like it is because Ben is still alive in this one and he's a part of the Sparrow Academy, which is completely different from the Umbrella Academy. <laughs> it's funny that it's Umbrella and Sparrow because they're not related, nor are they complete opposites. Right, it's not like the, the Top Hat Academy, where it's like, okay, I can see it's like a thing yeah, to protect the your hat. Yeah. The Monocle Academy. Right, yeah. The Delicate White Driving Gloves <laughs> Academy. But, like... That is the, the, the thing of, of like, is this the original timeline? Just things are did different yeah. now? And it's, are those, because we, we only got to see the silhouettes of the children of, in the Sparrow Academy besides Ben. Are these mm -hmm. the kids we know? Is this Klaus and Vanya and all that? Or is it other kids from the, like, right and like this things there? Yeah, and, like, the silhouettes... It's difficult to make out anything about them. Also including, yeah, are these, are these also 30-year-olds? <laughs> like, you can't even well, get a good sense of age. Are we, like, in another generation of teens? I'm, I'm thinking they're teens just because of how emo Ben's hair <laughs> was. No no 30-year-old is going to have, have the, like, emo, you know... <laughs> Hair to one side unless they're in a band named my chemical romance or something right 
Ben also has this really patchy little mustache. <laughs> Maybe this is a timeline where the same event happened, but instead of happening in nine in eighty nine, it happened in like ninety seven. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> it's the same, but everybody's just younger. It could be. It could be. I mean, we 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 really don't don't know. And like we said, mm. Arlen is out there somewhere yeah, if this is birds float if this yeah. is a new timeline does that mean there's another version of the commission out there too yeah like, yeah this is like it's starting <laughs> time, to be like this time it's a it's a hamster on? in a wheel on top of a robot body I, look to be honest i wouldn't put it past them <laughs> just an assortment of pets an entire snake terrarium on top of a robot or, body in, in, instead of like a snake terrarium it's just like a like like a bonsai looking tree with the snake like dangling on it. Yeah, That'd be cool. My head's a tree with a snake on yeah, it. But yeah, there's is Pogo still alive in this? Because it looks yeah. like the stuff that happened in season one now hasn't happened per se. We don't know. There's there's yeah, a lot and of we questions. don't know. Yeah, and like we don't know what happened to Grace. Yeah, so we don't, don't know, know now if that thing's we we don't know now if that thing still happened or did not happen. One thing I think is a a launching point for season 3 is we have that flashback at the beginning of the last episode I think or maybe the episode before where it's the funeral for Ben after he's died mm, yeah. and their dad's giving this eulogy and he says the umbrella Academy has failed. I think that does give some credence to wondering, is he orchestrating various timelines? Is he not, is, is he making things or at least knowing yeah, that? Of yeah. Or does he at least know that there are different timelines and he's hopping around like, okay, these kids didn't work. Where can I get to some kids that did work? Yeah, Umbrella Academy TV. Here we go. Run this on October. 43 women around oh. the world gave birth. So that's at least 43 children. We don't know if some of them were twins or triplets or stuff like that. The thought that just popped into my mind was, um, like, what if, and what made me go off on this? Somehow I was like the number seven, because there's seven of them, right? Yes. So I was like, okay, if there's seven of the 40-something to 42 what if there's seven different experiments or like and there, there's each like a group of seven of them planted yeah. in different timelines or time periods and one control kid out there somewhere that hargreaves didn't go after yeah, or, yeah who knows who knows um i really don't know where the show is gonna go because mm -hmm. since we did episode one i got i guess uh, or it was, since we covered season one on the review show, I went back and I read the comics of Umbrella Academy. Mm -hmm. uh, they are available on Comixology Unlimited, but there's only like 12 issues plus three side stories. It's not much. Um, yeah, this is what I've heard. The original comics are 
fairly short and very different. Yes. Um, the, the the first c- kind of six issues or so, I think, are are of the the premise or, or they they match up to season one of the show. Mm. Um, see how many issues are there? Number of issues twenty four. So I think uh, September two thousand thirteen. Okay, so yeah, it looks like. Since this has gotten big, they've gone back to write more Umbrella Academy stories huh. uh, starting in October 3rd, 2018 to the present. So they're still making them. They're still making comics. Oh. Um, but so I, I, I haven't read those new ones, but I've read the ones from two th- 2007 to 2013. Um, and yeah, I, I think the show does an incredible job of like expanding on that. But yeah, like there's not much else that they can borrow from in terms of like source material unless they've done the thing mm-hmm. of like, hey, Gerard, like if you had to make new comics, what would you do with these things? And he's sitting there, uh, you know, doing his best, George R. R. Martin's like, well, it's going to play out like this, right? So they might be doing something like that. I don't know. There, there is, from what I remember, there is no such thing as the Sparrow Academy in the comics. Mm. I literally have no idea what is going to happen in season three. Right. And at the end of season one, you could not guess that they would all be sent back to 1963. Yeah, that's also not in the comics. Um, right. And like there's, uh, you mentioned that that's something that uh, older five mentions as part of his time travel commission work is that he has just come from like a, a mission in the year JFK was assassinated outside of that reference that I didn't remember. There's no setup for next season's going to be time travel next season. We're all stuck several decades in the past. Who knows? Mm -hmm. Who knows? Yeah. I I would like to see, see them, in a more contemporary time, I don't necessarily yeah. need to see them fight off another apocalypse. Um, but I, <laughs> I, I would like to see them ha- tackle something else. Like let's let's actually start unraveling this mystery with Father. Um, or I, mm-hmm. I guess you know what the Majestic Twelve didn't make it because that's in the scene where we find out he's an alien and he kills them all. Yeah. Scobbles them. Scobbles yeah. Them up. Yeah. So the Majestic 12 is no longer around, but are there mm-hmm. other aliens on this planet? We don't know. What, yeah. What are what those other... rocket ships for? What were they for? Were those mm-hmm. his, were those the other aliens taking off? I don't know. What, what yeah. was he studying? Next season could be what anything. What was he studying on the dark side of the moon? Uh, moon stuff. Moon rocks. Rock facts. <laughs> <laughs> Season three is all rock facts. Yeah. <laughs> One thing I am excited for them to get to in season three, if you know this still exists there in the timeline, Allison spent this whole time trying to get back to her daughter. Yeah. It's one of the background things for her in season one. She's just been through uh, a, a separation or a divorce, and her daughter's living with her estranged husband just really get to see her because her husband's like 
your superpower is scary and I don't know if I want you around our child. And she's trying to rehabilitate herself and become a better, more stable mom. Mm -hmm. And she like, there's a scene where Luther has to call her daughter and talk for her because Vanya's just slit her throat and Allison can't speak for herself. So she's never gotten to interact with the daughter that we've seen. And in season two, it's still always in the back of her mind. You can tell, like, even though she's, adjusting to life in 1963 she's got a wonderful marriage to ray she's still thinking about her daughter claire out there somewhere and when they get back to 2019 that's the first thing she wants to do are we finally going to get there is her daughter in the sparrow academy we don't know there's so many <laughs> those shadows questions. could be anybody yeah. it could just be a bunch of furniture stacked up that looks like six a bunch kids. of robots they're all vacuums <laughs> it's just like a mop <laughs> yeah <laughs> this is the ultimate twist it's just ben it's an academy of only ben that's why he gets a painting <laughs> actually that'd be kind of funny yeah those are just like uh tackle dummies up there <laughs> brooding no. down at you from the second no. floor those aren't other I'm, children I'm, I'm even thinking of what if it's just seven bends <laughs> And they're all different. I love it. Like one of them is a jock. One of them is a nerd. One's the emo kid. One is a trans character. So she's a girl. (laughs) Like that, that would be amazing. Use all the other powers. You've got like, you know, muscle Ben, (laughs) uh, knife wielding Ben. Man, think of the action figures. <laughs> oh my god, sell. all the Bens. Arctic Adventure Ben. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, good stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. I think that wraps me up on on thoughts. Yeah. Uh, on this season. Um. I don't know. Do you have any kind of final words for that one before we get into? No, it, I, it just had a good time. Good. I was glad to have it. Good. I think the show really grew a lot from season one. Indeed. I think so too. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I think, like I said, the the one weird thing for me is that it didn't really go anywhere for the first like seven, eight episodes ish. Yeah. Um, or I, they, they, couldn't even really get the band back together until then but yeah it's still mm-hmm. it paced incredibly well i love the characters one idea i i i had was like it kind of would have been cool if they jumped straight to uh like five gets there in 1963 runs into the handler or like find some way to contact her she c- c- comes and they immediately start that deal you have 90 minutes to find everyone yeah. and that happens by the end of like episode two or three and so they spend the rest of the season just in that 90 minutes replaying Ooh. it from different perspectives to like yeah. get them back there. that kind of would have been neat like this big kind of like rashomon thing of like yeah it's all like i think that, that kind of would have been neat this show would be really well suited to try something like yeah. that but um we got a lot more than that in this season mm-hmm. and I, I i think i was pleased 
overall. Yeah. So good stuff, man. Good stuff. Good. Um, I don't know if I have very many new recommendations from oh, what we recommended in yeah. uh, episode 50 of the review show. Um, but I, I wanted to know if you had some. This is something I have brought up a lot since we first watched The Umbrella Academy. So it's not new to the general audience member, but Doom Patrol. Yes. <laughs> can't forget about Doom Patrol. This is a show I feel like I talk about a lot for having only seen like three episodes mm -hmm. of it. I'm going to finish it. I have HBO Max uh, access so now. now. The, the only thing is that HBO Max is not on the two smart TV devices I have. So if I want to watch it, I have to watch it within my browser on my laptop. Uh, apparently, well, so uh, Warner Brothers has just this past uh two days have gone through a bunch of restructuring uh like i think over mm. 500 people got laid off a bunch of dc mm. comics people were affected and stuff like this like this was a massacre um but i from what i understand i think the person who was kind of in charge of hbo max got fired or stuff like that. Like, they haven't been very happy with the way things have rolled out. Like, they didn't oh. really have an original show that they launched with. Um, they had season two of Doom Patrol, and that's really good, but also a lot of people mm. didn't have DC Universe, so they didn't see season one. So it was, it was just like, <laughs> that's not really drawing people. The best things that I'm hearing people say is, is like, well, they have like all the Cartoon Network back catalog. Yeah. And this new Harley Quinn. That's very valuable. Harley Quinn cartoon is on there too, and that's been phenomenal. Uh, so mm -hmm. apparently they're hoping to get someone new in there to speed things up and be like, okay, let's get some original content on there. Well, I would have been watching plenty of it if it just came on Roku or my Fire TV. Like yeah. it came on everything else but the two devices I have. Yeah. And that was a big thing of like the most popular devices you're not on. Like what is, what are you doing? Yeah, I, I don't know. And maybe it's changed since I looked at this like two weeks ago. It might be on it's, there it's now and still. there's just not like, ah, beans. Not, yeah. I don't know. But, um. Oh, but anyway, Doom Patrol. Doom Patrol is good. Go, ch go check out. The, I'll finish it eventually. Go check out the Doom Patrol comics as well. The, the, this is all of the stuff that mm. we mentioned in uh, the yeah, season yeah. one coverage. Uh, yeah, go watch Doom Pat Patrol or read some of the comics. Uh, Gerard Way, who wrote the original comics for Umbrella Academy, also wrote some more recent Doom Patrol comics. Uh, so go, oh, go check yeah. those out as well. Um Melissa, last time you recommended Venture Brothers, uh, which I think yes. is a great recommendation uh, if you liked this sh show. Uh, and we have now covered the entirety of the Venture Brothers on the r r review show, or at least all of the stuff that is currently out. I mm -hmm. know they're still making uh, that show. Um, mm -hmm. But... Yeah, uh, I I think that's a fantastic show. I don't know what numbers of the review show those are at the top of my uh, head, but we have four different recent, episodes uh, of those. Yeah, and I think we did them in January, February, and March, if that helps. Okay, yeah, it's like three or four. So they're from this year. 
episodes. Um, yeah. Go check that stuff out. Uh, I think one more I want to throw in the mix that I think maybe the Sparrow Academy c- kind of reminded me of. There's another comic called Deadly C- 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 Deadly Class. Um, it also got a one-season show on Sci-Fi. It was canceled after that, so they didn't get to continue the show. Um, but Deadly Class is a co- comic about a school that trains up like these child assassins and stuff it seems Mm -hmm. maybe less silly than what this is but if if you're kind of into that whole like there's a special academy where they train up students uh, you know then you might want to check that one out too so yeah good stuff good stuff good stuff Mm -hmm. um that almost wraps us up i don't know what we're gonna be covering next on this show since we do this sporadically uh but don't forget to check out our Patreon exclusive Reactor Core yeah. episodes. Uh, those are all at the $3 tier on our Patreon, which is patreon.com slash the whatnots. That's about it. Melissa, where can they find you on the internet? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at WilkyWit. That's W-I-L-K-Y-W-I-T. You can find me at Yo Kyle Springer on Twitter and Instagram. If you want to stay up to date with our shows, we are at The Whatnots on Twitter. Uh, go like, share, subscribe. Tell your soul. Tell a friend. Uh, find your local Sparrow Academy and let them know. Uh, <laughs> sub- steal their phones and subscri- subscribe them. You know, yeah. You know. uh, I think we're still sitting at 82 subscribers on YouTube, so come... <laughs> Help us out. Come check us out and subscribe to our YouTube. We are hoping to get to 100 subscribers. Uh, that would be mm-hmm. fantastic. But that's it. We're done. That's the end of uh, our co- coverage for season t- two of Umbrella Academy. Uh, I guess we will see mm-hmm. you guys next time. Bye. Bye.